Well, then I guess this is a good time for me to brag on the fact that my oak tree, JR, that's its name, yeah. JR, has finally started blooming again, mm-hmm. which means he survived the winter. Another year. I'm proud of this oak tree. I don't even know if, if Pancake knows the Do you know the story of JR? I know the tree, but I don't know any story behind it. Okay, no. you know, it's the oak tree in the big pot. That's yeah. Out my, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Several years ago, it was 2015 to be exact, Daphne and I went on a trip to Dallas, Texas. And while we were there, we went up to South Fork Ranch. Mm-hmm where the TV show Dallas yep, was Dallas. filmed. And we took the tour of South Fork because we wanted to go see because we were big fans of that show. And at the time, the new Dallas was on because okay. they had brought it back. And so we were all on excited the CW. the show. Well, if you ever go to South Fork, they have a long driveway, and it's right, totally right. lined with some of the most beautiful oak trees you'll ever see. Yep. And that particular time when we went, the oak trees had just shed themselves of about 50 bazillion acorns. And oh. I had on a big jacket because it was kind of cool that day. And mm-hmm. the lady that was on the tour with us said, y'all just mill around. There's nobody else here. Take your time. Do whatever you want. Well, what I wanted was to go out there and fill my jacket pockets full of acorns right. from the trees that lined the driveway. And then I came home and I got online and I figured out how to make those bad boys germinate. How about that? And I put about 30 of them in a bag of sawdust. It's a whole thing, and you have to put them in the refrigerator for like 38 days at a certain temp. I mean, it's really? a thing. And I got done, and six of them had sprouted. And so I planted those six in flower pots, mm-hmm. and I grew trees from South Fork Ranch. The one survivor is old J.R. How about He's in a big old pot. He's in a huge pot because he's four feet tall He now. needs to go into the ground. Well, as soon as I figure out where we're going to be living well, that's forever, thing. that's yeah. where I'm going to plant him. When you're the- kicked out of your last house. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. there's mm-hmm. my contribution to Earth Day. Exactly. I have cool. illegally transplanted a plant from Texas across several other states, <laughs> and it's currently growing in a pot in my backyard. <laughs> right. So happy yeah. Earth Day, everybody. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> happy Friday. On top of that, mm-hmm. welcome to the Bud and Broadway Show. I'm Broadway. I'm T-Wall. I am Mitch Pancake English, and, and happy to be here. We're glad to have you mm-hmm. on board as well, and ma- and we're going to start with Pancake, as we always do, teaching you a little something. We like to educate you here on the show. Yeah. We're here to try to make you, you know, better and smarter mm-hmm. and faster and all that good stuff. So, Pancake, what are you going to teach us today? Well, I was going on the IMDb, and I was looking through some of the trivia stuff, and you know the show Game of Thrones. Remember mm-hmm. that, right? Yep. Well, mm-hmm. Queen Elizabeth actually visited the set of Game of Thrones, but she refused. They asked her, hey, would you like to sit on the Iron Throne? You know, the cool, yeah, really? with the swords. And she everything. said no? Mm-hmm. She said no, but because it's not allowed to sit on foreign thrones. She is a oh. queen, and she is not allowed to do it. Even she, she just didn't want to take the risk. Wow. Even though it might not have been real. I have a friend so, that can't go on foreign well, thrones. Look either. at it. It looks like a- <laughs> <laughs> He's got to be at the house, man. <laughs> He just can't do it. <laughs> that's what. The, oh, that's different. Yeah, you know what? Oh, never okay. Mind. Just oh, okay. never mind. To- totally different. Oh, I don't have enough Tylenol yeah, okay. for this today. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we all know that blown out candles is the old birthday tradition, right? Practice all over the world. Where it turns exactly. out, it's more germ-full than we ever thought it was. Absolutely. They did I a study. This, this is pre-COVID in 2017. They published this. The Canadian Center for Sciences and Education did this study. They said blown out candles on a birthday cake results in 14,000% more bacteria on the frosting surface. Now, when up until, I don't think of just even a few years ago, I no. never thought twice about being at a birthday party, oh, nope. having a kid blow out the candles, Spit all over and it. two other kids helping. Give me a corner, yeah, please. Yeah, and, and, and grandma blowing her dentures out on it. And yeah. And I want that piece right there. Now, let, let me t- uh, that's basically I, I make my kids their own little tiny cake mm-hmm. for their Good birthday, idea. and yes. uh, because of this, and I, for years I've said this: Why is this allowed? Why is this allowed? And and it's kids who they're picking their nose, they're picking up crap, and they're never wor- 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 washing their hands. Right. Uh-huh. And we let them just blow all right. over the food. That's it's a, disgusting. It's true. I never thought about it for a second until COVID. Right. COVID came, and I was like, don't you blow them candles out. Uh-huh. And <laughs> no, what's really tough now is blowing out the candles with a mask on. <laughs> yeah. you got to blow real hard. Well, you use a hair dryer. <laughs> yeah. That's what we okay. did. Right. That'll yeah. solve your problem. And, and I ran across this today. I had no idea. We've all heard the word taser, right? Everybody knows yeah, what yeah, taser yeah, yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Do don't you know what me, it bro. stands for? Tactical. No, sir. No. Okay. That's what I thought. Then go. Nope. 
Here's what Taser stands for. Thomas Swift and his electric rifle. <laughs> what? It's Get an acronym for that. Tom Swift is a fictional character from a line of kids' science fiction books. He was a technological genius, so they took an acronym of Thomas Swift and his electric rifle and came up with Taser. Isn't that something? Where's the H? I don't know. That's when you scream out, oh, hell! (laughs) (laughs) I'm being tased! I absolutely refuse to let any sort of negativity and or darkness into my life today. Today is a good day. Grayson is going to graduate high school later today. Oh, Amen, cool. brother. It is going to be a great day no matter what. I don't care how yep. much bad news has been dumped on us this mm-hmm. week. We are heading into this weekend with a positive mindset. And if you don't have it, let us help you flush all that negativity out of your head with a little good news. Wow! I feel good. Something tells me I'm into something good. Something tells me I'm into something good. I'm picking up good vibrations. A big old beautiful world. I love that part. Make us feel better, Pancake. We are going to the Philippines where an 11-year-old survived a landslide. It happened last Friday by riding it out in an old refrigerator. This is no joke. Cop found him 20 hours later on a riverbank. He does have a broken leg, but that's pretty much it. And the first thing he said when the cop found him was like, I'm hungry. Right? I'm hungry. Wow. <laughs> Didn't, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Indiana, Indiana Jones. Jones. Yeah, yes. same thing. He wrote and out you know, a nuclear blast in an old refrigerator. Yeah, that's right. There's this guy in Indiana. just got his wallet back after eight months. I love these stories. He lost it. He was at a minor league baseball game, and he got home. He's like, oh, man. Came from a wallet. Called the pig. They don't have the wallet. There's no wallet. Well, finally, after eight months, an usher found it before the first game of the season. It was wedged in one of those seats. I guess you can't check every seat. Well, I mean, right? yeah. Yeah, so it was wedged in one of those seats for eight months. And he gave it back to him. Yeah, That's they got awesome. it back. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. And this is really bizarre and cool at the same time. There's a guy in Andover, Minnesota. His name is Brian Davis. Brian thought it would be funny to put a payphone in his front yard. I don't know why, but he even went to the point of having it hooked up so that it actually works. <laughs> well, people made fun of him. Eh, dumb old Brian got a payphone in his front yard until last week when a little boy got lost from his parents and was wandering around the neighborhood didn't know where he was, didn't know what to do. He saw the payphone, he picked it up, and he hit 911 and called the cops and said, I'm lost, come and get me. And they came to Brian's house, and they picked him up, and now he's been reunited with his parents and his grandparents. He's fine, everything's cool, and now Brian is like, go on, make fun of my payphone some more. That's right. (laughs) Better than a pink flamingo, isn't it? Right? (laughs) Pink flamingo never reunited a lost kid with his parents. That's right, yeah. (laughs) How's that make you feel? So good. So good. Reckon how many times a day that phone rings with some dude going, I'd like to talk to you about your auto warranty. I'm Lee Bryce, and it's time for Sweet Becca from the country Mecca with Bud and Broadway. Chris Jansen, he is releasing his fourth album one week from today. It's called All In. And, you know, when you talk to a lot of country artists, you'll say, oh, my gosh, could you ever have imagined where your career would be at this point? And, of course, they say, gosh, no way. I had no idea. But I actually read an article where Chris said, absolutely. I always believed you dream big to win big. I never had any doubts at all. Good for him. Yeah, and I asked him if that quote was accurate, and where did he learn to be so confident? Yes, I did say that in an interview, and I meant it. And I did not mean it, by the way. I just want to be clear. I did not mean that to sound cocky at all. I have a humble heart, but I absolutely thought it because I moved to Nashville not to play in a honky-tonk for the rest of my life. I moved here to do music on this level. I think that when you live like that and you do believe, man, something is bound to happen. I mean, something is bound to happen. Even if only one dream came true out of 10 dreams and goals that you set for yourself, if you get one of them, it's like, golly, we're winning. Man, from his lips to God's ears. There you go. Yep. (laughs) 
Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you spend enough time around Chris Jansen, he pretty much always has a positive attitude. He's giving off good vibes. And I asked him how he is able to maintain that approach to life. I do believe that the more good you put out, the more good comes back to you. Same with negativity. The more negativity you put out, the more negativity comes back. I have tried so hard and I've made a very conscious effort to try to stay as positive as possible all the time. And it has worked for me. And golly, I'm just grateful for the opportunities. <laughs> I can tell you that if it stopped today, I absolutely reached every goal that I had set for myself. I feel like everything else is icing on the cake and I enjoy the cake and I enjoy the icing. So just hope to keep getting some. <laughs> there you go. So maybe a little ice cream life. on the I side. Hope to keep getting cake. Bring yeah. on mm-hmm. the cake. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> I love cake. <laughs> Thanks, Becca. We'll see you in an hour. Let's head down south and see what is going on in the Sunshine State. Is it the heat? Is it the myth? Is it the gators? We don't know, but something's driving these people crazy. What's up, Florida? What's up? What's up, Florida? What's up, Florida? Jump on it. Jump on it. Jump on it. Where are we headed, Mr. Broadway? Yeah, I don't know. Madeira Madeira Beach. (laughs) It's uh, right by St. Petersburg, Florida. Which, by the way, hey, uh, Broadway, our buddy uh, uh, Super Dave was is right there in this area. And yesterday, Dog the Bounty Hunter was there. You know, he's oh. looking for, uh, you know, he's doing that bounty oh, that right now. laundry yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Laundry guy. Anyway, and he ran into him. He took some pictures. I thought oh, that'd be interesting. Cool. Got a little uh, full circle there because that's where Super Dave's at right wow. now. Wow. Visiting. Leave it to Super Dave to go to Florida on vacation to run into Dog the Bounty Hunter. Right. No, did, no, he is a dude that runs into celebrities everywhere he goes. He yeah. runs into a celebrity. I'm not kidding you. It's insane. I, I don't know how he does it, but he certainly does it. So here's what <laughs> happened at Madeira Beach. We got a 46-year-old guy named Matthew Cusimano. He was riding a bicycle at 2.45 in the morning last oh, Friday. That makes sense. Just yeah, cruising along. Yeah, yeah, sure. 2.45. And a cop pulled him over because he didn't have any lights on his bicycle. You got to because you get hit by a car. Well, Sure. Even at 2.45 in the morning, somebody's out driving. Most of them are drunk. You need lights on your bicycle. Now, when the cop pulled him over, he immediately found out that Matthew had an outstanding warrant because he had failed to show up in court for some drug charges back in June. That's too bad. Well, that'll get you searched. And so the cop searched him and found out that Matthew had some more drugs on him. He had two glass pipes and a third of an ounce of meth. Now, oh. when the cop said, what you got there, Matthew? He said, well, it's meth. Oh, okay, then. <laughs> but, but it's okay. Why is it okay? Don't worry about it. It's, ma- it's, <laughs> it's medicinal meth. <laughs> and I have a prescription for it. Okay, then. <laughs> Go on your way. <laughs> now, I'm so sorry. Now, we should point out that there actually is a form of meth that doctors can prescribe for ADHD and weight loss is called desoxin. Right. But desoxin comes in a pill form. Yeah, you don't smoke it. It's well, not right. crystal. Yeah. Yeah, you right. don't you don't okay. it doesn't come with a pipe. Yeah. I, thought, I thought that was the foot odor stuff. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's no no, that's tenactin. Right. Oh, that's tough actin. Tough actin tenactin. Right. Boom. Desoxin through the socks. Right. Yeah. That's slow actin synoxin. Now you might be surprised to know that uh, Matthew's excuse of having medicinal meth uh, did not work. And he was promptly arrested for possession of narcotics and drug paraphernalia and for having an outstanding warrant. And I bet you the next time his court date comes up, he'll be there because they're probably not going to let him out again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of the way that'll go down. <laughs> so on behalf of Matthew's doctor, a Dr. Walter White. <laughs> we, we, we once... <laughs> It's if you medicinal, didn't, if you, you didn't see. get that, yeah. it'll hit you in a few minutes. Right. We once again yeah, ask yeah, the burning go. question. What's up, Florida? What's up? What's up, Florida? What's up, Florida? Jump on it. Jump on it. Jump on it. So a couple big things happening in the life of my son, Grayson, today. 
We, we mentioned earlier in the week and several other times that today is graduation day. Mm-hmm. My boy is going to be walking across the stage later Ooh, today. Buddy. Wow, could not dude, be more excited about it, except for the part where I have to give the commencement speech. I, I couldn't keep it together to do that if that was my kid. Well, I ain't even to that point yet. I still haven't written the speech. Oh, well, so okay. So that yeah. part going on, because I'm struggling with, I mean, there's so much that I want to say. Start with today. Today, I consider myself the luckiest <laughs> man. Luckiest man. Alive, alive. Here's the thing. They asked me to give this speech, and, and, and the speech is to basically to, you know, because it's a private ceremony. It's basically yeah. to Grayson and the kids in his class. Yes. And normally when you give a commencement speech, you're speaking to the kids that are graduating, mm-hmm. and you're telling them, you know, whatever life lessons that you've learned to help them advance in their lives and their careers and yeah. what things. Well, that really doesn't apply in this situation. Yeah, it's a whole other different So thing. I got to write a whole different kind of speech and it's hanging me up you're like gonna, a block of cheese you're gonna have to get mickey mouse in there <laughs> <clears throat> you're gonna have no. to get spongebob in there i say you do the whole thing in the barney voice oh Ooh, yeah really <laughs> <laughs> yeah that ain't happening yeah. i don't want to get uh, shot in the middle of a graduation yeah. service that's probably a good idea yeah, not, here's the other thing big that's happening mm-hmm. today uh, you know i wrote the book about grayson uh, several uh, not several years ago a couple of years ago amazing grayson it's, yes. it's been available you could get the hard copy not the hard copy version but a paperback version mm-hmm. of it and you could also get it on your your kindle fire and like an ebook thing. right well i've been working because you know i told y'all i was going get this done by Christmas. Remember when I said that? Yeah. It, was, it was a good time. You didn't say which Christmas. Uh, guess right, I didn't. And, and so the audio version of Amazing Grayson it's all up. is up. Oh, cool. Uh, I, I finished it several weeks ago, but you have to submit it and you have to let them approve and make sure that the audio, the levels are like they want them and all that kind of stuff. And so it takes a couple of weeks to get that done. Well, I got an email just this morning that said, hey, it's up and it's running and it's it's for sale. Cool. And I panicked because I had not set a price for it yet. Oh, yeah. And I was like, wait a dang minute. How much are you mm. selling it for? But th- we got it all worked out. And it's for the low, low price of fourteen ninety five. That's a good price. Uh, you can get yourself a, a copy of the audio How do you version. find it? Well, the easiest thing to do is to go to our Facebook page, which is at Button Broadway. Spell out the word and. It's right there pinned to the top. Mm-hmm. You'll see the picture, Grayson, that Pancake was so nice to help me get yeah. formatted oh, properly course, so we get it up man. there. Anything, and anything. so uh, we've got... All you got to do is click that, and that mm-hmm. will take you to the Audible page. Right. But it's also available on iTunes, mm-hmm. and it's available on Amazon.com. Very so cool. if you want to listen to it rather than read it yourself, uh-huh. uh, and I narrated it because, oh, I mean, okay. why would I hire somebody when I talk for a That's- living? And I'm cheap. That's what I was wondering. I was wondering because it was going to be Morgan Freeman, uh, Morgan Freeman, Ronald Reagan, Paul Harvey, Tom Brokaw, or Shaggy, and you went with yourself. Yeah. I did. I did. I, okay. I, I, yeah. So not yeah. in Barney's voice. No, not yeah. in Barney's Barney. voice. I, I just, I just finally just decided. You know what? I don't think anybody can tell my story better than me. So yeah. I'm going to read right. it myself. No, you're right. so, That's good. So I narrated it myself. Although I did want Morgan Freeman, but he was tied up that day. And it turns out Ronald Reagan's dead. I don't know if y'all got the memo oh, on that. Oh wow. Or not. Well, no. <laughs> he is not doing a lot of work these days yeah he's not (laughs) but if you want to get a copy of it you can do that just click on it and it's Mm $14.95 and you get it immediately obviously they don't have to ship it to you oh yeah yeah and so you can get the uh, the download of amazing grayson and remember that with every copy that you buy a portion of the proceeds go to help keep my family uh fed clothed and sheltered while we try to get this company off the ground yes (laughs) wait so won't you help if you can it's something you should definitely be proud of i know you've been working really really hard on this i really am proud of of finally getting it done and, and I am and, I'm proud of you too I really am Seriously, so, yeah, yeah. it's a good thing and if you haven't read the book yet and you want to listen to it uh, it's guaranteed to put a smile on your face and a song in your heart mm-hmm. and to hate me for a few minutes all of that one chapter because yeah. I aired out all the dirty oh, laundry yeah. yeah it's it's uh, <laughs> it's it's tough Well, apparently we've got to pass out some knowledge today. Yeah. Someone wants to get a little help from us. From time to time, we, we have people who send us emails and whatnot and ask us for advice. I don't know why. I don't either. I don't, I, maybe because we, we shoot know. them straight. Mm-hmm. Maybe We is just that what, say it the way it is. Uh, you know what? We call balls and strikes around mm-hmm. here. It's what we do. But there is one rule and one rule only, and yep. that is before we help you, we have to sing about it, and that's what <laughs> we're going to do right now. Hit it! If you got a problem, I don't care what it is. You need a hand, we can assure you of this. We can help. Ask Bud and Broadway, we can help. 
It would sure do us good to do you good. Let us help. Pancake, who needs our help and advice oh, today? Oh, we have got a Sarah writing us an email today, and this is what she had to say. My children have been bugging me my and my husband for about getting a puppy for ages now. But with them being only five and six, I think they're still just a little bit young. My husband seems to be all for it, but I know that if we get one, I'm going to be the one who has to spend most of the time taking care of it. Sounds typical, right? And I just can't really handle another thing on my plate right now. The issue is that every time my kids ask about getting one, my husband basically tells them, well, it's my fault. It's not happening. Mm -hmm. And then they cry and they blame me. I told him to stop making me the Grinch in this situation. But he keeps doing it. Yes, he's not actually lying, but it still bothers me. (laughs) Do I have a right to be angry? Am I terrible for not getting my kids a puppy? What would you do? Signed, Sarah. Ooh, interesting one there, Broadway. Let me let me let me take this one. Sarah, you are one hundred percent in the right for being angry at your husband. You guys are supposed to be a team. There you go. I mean, when it comes to decisions like this, it is vitally important that you put up a united front, even if there's disagreement between the two of you. He is teaching your kids a lesson that they do not need to learn, and that is how to play one parent against the other. Now, if you don't put your foot down about this, you can rest assured there will be many more and much bigger issues as your kids get older. Now, having said that, let's be honest. The real issue here is that your husband wants a dog. Right. Uh, And he sounds like one of those dog owners that drive me nuts by referring to their dog as their fur baby. Oh, yeah, the old fur baby thing. Don't get me started. One of the dumbest phrases ever created. It is not a fur baby. It's a dog. It might be a great dog. It might be the greatest dog in the history of dogs. But at the end of the day, it still licks its own backside. And babies don't do that. It's not a fur baby. I mean, you don't call the little people you gave birth to your skin babies, do you? My little skin baby. Of course you don't. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going off the rails here. Uh, yeah, yeah. Put your foot down, Sarah, and get your man in sync with you. you got to be united about this until you can both agree on what needs to be done. And it doesn't have to be decided this week. There's plenty of time for your skin babies to get themselves a fur baby. <laughs> yeah. And, and, if, and if he don't get on board with you, try this. The next time he says, Mommy is the reason we can't have a puppy, look your kids dead in the eye and say, Well, Daddy's the reason Mommy drank so much. <laughs> let him try to sort that one out and counsel him. Anyway, let us know how it works out for you. Yeah. And stop calling them fur babies. It's stupid. Amen. <laughs> it would sure do us good. To do you good, let us help. Hey, it's Russell Dickerson, and it's time for Sweet Becca from the Country Mecca. With Bud and Broadway. Thomas Rhett is getting ready for his Bring the Bar to You tour, which is going to kick off in June with Parker McCollum and Connor Smith. I call it the Pretty Boy Tour. And, (laughs) you know, with Thomas, the wheels are always turning on how to make his next tour different and better. And also making sure that he is keeping up with his counterparts, but also being unique. Every year it gets more challenging because I think every year you think this is my best idea. And then when you accomplish that, you get off the road in October and you got four months to think about how to top that. You know, we've been headlining now for almost five years. And so you kind of go into this brain space of like, well, what is so-and-so doing? What's their stage look like? How long are they playing? How short are they playing? And you kind of just take all this intel and you go, what does that look like for us this year? And Man, that's that's got to be tough. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, think about it. If you made the perfect show and you're like, I got the perfect set list, the lights are awesome, and then somebody's like, okay, tear it apart and put it back together, but not the same way. It's like having a kid. I mean, I would take my son out on a Saturday, and we would go go go-kart riding. We'd play miniature golf. We'd go. There was a place where the buffalo would come to the fence. We'd go feed carrots to the buffalo, (laughs) and then we'd get in the car, and he'd go, now what? Like, oh, no. <laughs> what do you mean, now what? Top that. You're like, nap time. <laughs> and, you know, one way that Thomas Rhett is planning to switch up his shows is making some of his old songs sound new again. Looking at hits that may have come out six years ago that people have heard the same way for six years, how do we kind of spice that up a little bit or how do we re- rearrange it or how do we take a super tempo and do it just acoustic or how do we take a ballad and turn it into something that's not a ballad and... 
You know, I think people remember that stuff. It's all about minor details to me, because we could go out and play a show right now and it'd be fine, but I think people really appreciate the fact and can tell when you put a lot of work into a show. You know, I've been kicking this idea around in my head for a couple of months, and, and I, I was going to mention this to you, Becca, because I know mm-hmm. you talk to Thomas a lot, and, and mm-hmm. I kept saying the next time I run into him, I'm going to suggest this, but odds are you'll see him before we do, because, you know, you're you know all plugged mm-hmm. in and whatnot. Right. And so, yeah. I mean, he just drops by your house for coffee mm-hmm. and stuff. So sure. here's what I think you should suggest to him. He should add into his set list an old... 80 song that he could because he's a drummer Mm -hmm. and I know he can sing while he plays the drums I've seen Mm -hmm. him do it Mm -hmm. he needs to do in the air tonight by Phil Collins and oh, you, wow. oh those drums in there think about Thomas Rhett singing that song wow. and how awesome that would be wow that I could just would see be that. kind of amazing yeah. yeah the greatest concert ever uh, I've ever went to is downstairs in Blueberry Hill there in St. Louis and it was uh, Greg Almondshire's son was playing and you know how they play music before a concert oh, starts sure. and they're like and so that song starts coming on and people were up on stage and it was paying attention the drum solo comes on. And it was the actual band. Oh, they playing. did it. They nice. took over. Nice. They took over. Oh, wow. and, and, and all the lights went on, and everybody was freaking out. And, <laughs> and everybody's eyes were stared to the stage from that way. Yep. Uh, that point I, on. I think well, Thomas awesome. would tear that song completely out of the frame. That'd be cool. He needs to well, mention that to him, Becca. I will, yeah. I will tell somebody. <laughs> I, know I will you can get speak it done. to people. Okay. <laughs> get your people on the phone, and we'll check in with you in an hour. <laughs> I've said it once, I've said it twice, I will continue to say it because I believe it with all my heart. There is a special place in hell for people that do scams on people. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just, why don't you put that, how many times do we have to say this? Take that energy and put it into a job. Do something good, right. Yeah. Invent something. Do something good with your smarts. You're smart enough to figure out how to scam people out of their money. You're smart enough to figure out how to do something good You're for right. somebody, right? Yeah. But you won't do it, mm-hmm. and I don't understand that. Here's another one, and this one's terrible. It happened, the the actual scam of the thing took place on Easter Sunday, but it started a couple of weeks ahead of time because a whole bunch of people in in Pancake's neighborhood down in Orlando. Yeah, down in Orlando, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a Facebook post that said, hey, we've started a company called Egg My Yard. Right. And this is what they offered. They say, if you'll pay us a fee on Easter Sunday, you'll wake up and your front yard will be full of plastic eggs, with candy and toys and all kind of stuff like that. That's a good idea. It's a fun little That's thing. A great right? idea. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. I'd pay for now, it. it was a little pricey. 25 eggs for 20 bucks, or you could get 100 eggs for 60 bucks. And a whole right. bunch of people were like, oh, man, my kids would love that. Let me sign up for that. So they signed up for it. And, that you know, of course, you had to pay in advance. They sent all the money in to a Venmo play, to a Venmo thing. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. Well, yeah. guess what happened on Easter Sunday? Yeah, yeah. No eggs. Not a single egg was laid anywhere in the Orlando area. The Venmo account was promptly deleted. And they responded to the sum total of zero messages when people sent them messages going, hey, where the heck are my eggs? Mm-hmm. Nothing. And apparently, it's not the first time it's happened. A whole bunch of people in Northeast Ohio fell for the same thing last Easter. So whoever's doing this is just moving around, right? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Now, parents who didn't have a backup plan had to scramble to make sure that Easter still happened for their kids because, you know, they'd called the Easter Bunny and had, you can skip my house, I got it covered. Right, yeah. (laughs) And and then nothing happened. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of them were working moms and single moms. They didn't have time to deal with all the prep themselves. It sounds like the police are looking into it, but they say, how are we going to track? this guy down he's deleted all of his social imprints right. we got nothing mm-hmm. you just you lost your money yeah. hey Brittany, this year we colored all our eggs white <laughs> and and honey you got to cook them first you know what <laughs> this year the eggs are organic yeah <laughs> <laughs> Let's take our daily trip down to the Sunshine State and see what's going on. Is it the heat, the humidity, the meth? We have no idea, but something's driving these people crazy. Sing along if you know it. 
What's up, Florida? What's up? What's up, Florida? What's up, Florida? Jump on it. Jump on it. Jump on it. Where are we headed, Mr. Broadway? Longwood, Florida. Oh, no, no, no. He's... <laughs> you familiar with that, Longwood? Uh, yeah, that is literally not even a mile and a half, two miles away from where I'm sitting right now. Oh. You may know some of these people. Yeah. Uh, here we go. This is interesting. A, a bride down in Longwood and her caterer have both been arrested for spiking the food served at their February wedding with pot right down to some weed-laced lasagna mm. that was served to there the guests. There we guest, go. Unbeknownst to everyone oh, at the reception. Yeah, okay, that's not good. After eating the marijuana baked goods at the nuptials, several guests at the bash suddenly felt staggered and stoned mm. and called 911 and said, Hey, man... Times Taco Bell clothes. Yeah. Some people thought they were having heart attacks. Some of them were so overcome by the edibles, they started throwing up and demanded that they be transported to a local hospital. Wow. Now, at the time, Dania Glenny, who is the bride, denied having requested the reefer-based recipes, and cops said the catering crew had already left the premises, mm-hmm. so they really didn't have any suspects. Well, several irate people that were attending the party pursued the case a little further, and investigators collected samples of everything from the lasagna and brownies to the chocolate-covered strawberries and the alcoholic pudding shots. Well, dang. Now, after a probe, deputies went back and arrested Tanya Glennie mm-hmm. and the caterer, Jocelyn Bryant, of Jocelyn's Southern Kitchen, in connection with the incident. Deputies tied the duo to the scheme through interviews with witnesses and other caterers who served items at the bash. Ooh. It turns out it was the bride's idea. Okay, then. She thought everyone would be thrilled yeah, they will. that they all got they will. high at the, at the reception. Right. That would be great. <laughs> Jeez. Like she was giving them a gift. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. So on behalf of the mother of the bride, mm-hmm. who couldn't be reached for comment because she was under a dresser saying something about how the dust bunnies had eaten all the meatballs, <laughs> <laughs> we once again ask the burning question, what's up, Florida, what's up, what's up, Florida, what's up, Florida, jump on it, jump on it, jump on it. So you and your boy got in a fight about oh, this. Oh, my! one of my good friends, a heated discussion. Okay, now where did he land on it? I want to know what it was that he said that made you argue with him. He landed on uh, the, it should be null and void. They should just cancel the whole thing. Well, that's the dumbest thing I've ever that's heard. That's what I said to him. Okay, Pancake, let me get you up to speed. You probably know about this. Let's see what you think about this. Tom Brady announced his retirement. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Now, we talked about this. A couple days later, the guy that called... Got the football mm-hmm. that was the last touchdown pass right. that Tom Brady ever threw before he announced his retirement. Yeah. And he put it on the auction block. Right. And he sold it for half a million dollars. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Remember us talking about uh-huh. that? Yeah, and then yeah, two yeah. days well, later, Tom Brady came out of retirement. <laughs> right. And, and we were making fun of the guy that now bought it's the ball. Now it's just a football. It's just bad timing. Right. right? It's just all it is. It's bad timing. Know. Well, the know. auction company that sold the football has now null and voided the sale and they say that the guy that sold the football has to give the money back because it's voided now because it's not Tom Brady's last touchdown pass. But here's my thing. When yeah, he did the sale, well. both those guys thought that it was, so there was and, nothing and it, nefarious going on. It was his last touchdown. And it is still is his last touchdown, right? He's not playing Until another he throws game. another one. And well, right, but it's still right now the, the last Touchdown he's ever thrown. And you know what? And when he throws another one, it's the last touchdown he ever threw before he retired the first time. Exactly. And you know what? If you were dumb enough, first of all, if you spent half a million dollars on football, you're an idiot. Right. (laughs) And and you know what? Idiots deserve to be punished from from time to time. And so now you got a $500,000 football that is essentially worthless. Well, that's on you, man. Right. I mean, you you had to overinflate it, don't you think, in the first place? It is (laughs) a Tom Brady football. Don't say inflated in Tom Brady football. <laughs> so here's the deal. I, I told my buddy. He, he's like, "Well, they, it, it's not his last. It's not it, worth anything anymore." I said, "Yeah, but it was when they both made the deal." Exactly. He goes, "Yeah, but he came out of retirement." I said, "Okay, here's the deal. What if 
In a year, he came out of retirement, and, and he had that football for a whole year. Then are you going to make him give the money back? He right. goes, well, no. And I said, well, what's the difference? There's no difference. If it's a month or if it's a whole year when he comes back, it's, it's up to Tom Brady. And the two people that made the deal both thought that that was going to be Tom Brady's last football. Yeah. Well, all I know is the dude that sold the football should be lawyering up. He needs to be suing everybody. Because he's the one getting screwed now. He needs to sue everybody from the auction company to Tom Brady. Yeah. I mean, everybody needs to be named in this lawsuit. And woe be on to you, half a million dollar for a football guy, if well, I'm the dude that put that ball up for auction. Because I promise you by now, that money's gone. Yeah, well, I, that's the other thing. Maybe he spent, spent the $500,000. I blow through half a million dollars so fast to make your head spin. And here's the thing uh, on the other side of the, uh, of the field, if you want to look at call it that, is that okay? What did this guy do? How hard did he work to get the this football? Yeah, what did he, what did he I don't do? Know. Then he doesn't he throw it up in the. Uh, I think the I, I think don't know. Brady chunked it up into the stands. Yeah, no, the guy that caught it, the guy that caught it, threw it up into the. He stand. didn't right. know it was going to be his last one. But so, but he's the one that put it up for auction, right? right. Am I, am I, okay, so yes. it's not like he really worked his ass off or anything. He just I was lucky enough right. to catch that football, right? But he's still got a five hundred thousand dollar check that I'm certain he spent <laughs> well, most of by yeah, now. I would have fair. Now I this man have. gonna have to get three jobs at Taco Bell to pay right. his money back yeah. for the next thirty years. You know what, Tom? The least Tom Brady could do is find the guy, get the football, and sign it for him. Yes. He's like, yeah, yeah. hey, Joe, sorry I pooed the scrooch. Right? <laughs> yeah. Or, hey, man, everybody hates a quitter. Tom. <laughs> That's it. We are Lady A. And it's time for Sweet Becca from the Country Mecca with Bud and Broadway. Justin Moore kicking off Golf City Country on it tour tonight in Florida. And it's interesting because he's got dates all through May. And then he skips a whole bunch of months and he has three more dates with Granger Smith in September. And Justin, you know, he talked about the fact that he and Granger have a lot in common, but he also told me that Granger is a bit of an inspiration to him personally. We do share a lot of beliefs and similarities. He's just a great human being, and he's an inspiring guy for myself. His story is really, although sad, an amazing one. And the way he and his wife have stayed so strong and grown even in their faith, I think, is an inspiration to me and my wife. And I love the fact that they're great parents and, you know, it's hard to be a Christian nowadays in this world, in particular in the entertainment industry. And, and I think he navigates that beautifully and it's something that I aspire to do better at. He's right about that. Yep. I mean, Granger's, Granger's yeah. figured it out. Mm-hmm. He really has. Yeah. yeah, he has. And, you know, he and his wife, they have been so transparent in all the hardships and how they went through them and that it wasn't easy, but they, they held strong and so good for them. Yeah. And Luke Combs, he got married, he's expecting his first son next month, and so that probably would explain why he has chosen to call his new album Growing Up. <laughs> it's going to be out June 24th, and that likely means that the song he teased online, Growing Up and Getting Old, will be on the album, because he hasn't put the track list out. A lot of fans are like, okay, well, what about this song that he played on Instagram, and what about this one? Is it going to be on the album? We do know that another new song called Tomorrow Me is on the album that he teased because he just released it as his new single. If I let you in think that it'll be different this time So maybe we should let yesterday be Cause I gotta live with tomorrow me Ooh, Ooh I like that. Are you kidding me? That's wow, good. that's good. Ooh. <laughs> poor Luke, just so untalented. I know, right? It's a shame he can't write a hit. <laughs> I know. I do think the one funny thing, if you've paid attention to Luke Combs' album covers, he is not big on putting real pictures of his face on the covers of his albums. Right. You know, one of them was like an artwork thing. One was stained glass. And I feel like this new album, maybe he compromised with the label. Because the new album cover, if you picture it, two-thirds of it is like a hand-drawn image of people in a bar and it's a sketch. And then the other third of the album is half of Luke's face. 
a picture. Oh, okay. And the album title is written up on his ball cap that's on his head. I love it. So yeah. he's kind of like, I'll, I'll give you a little. Yeah, there you I'm, go. Yeah. Right. But I'm not there. doing my whole face. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I know where he's coming from. If I was a singer, I could never put my face on an album unless it was a fold out. Yeah, uh, it'd have to old, be a double <laughs> album. Big old head yeah. of mine. It had to be on a dang <laughs> box Lord. set. Right. <laughs> Becca, have a good weekend. We'll see you on Monday. Either one of you guys ever had a dog that was good at finding stuff? Like, I mean, yeah. obviously birds, I mean, dogs will go out, they'll find a dead bird and that kind of stuff. But I mean, like, just weird stuff or stuff in general. I had a dog one time named Emmett. Yeah. Uh, back before I met Daphne, I was uh, me and my roommate, we had a dog. His what kind name, of dog was it? A mutt. Yeah. I, I don't know what he You're was. the best. He was a, just a, he was a Heinz 57, mm-hmm. the official dog of the South. And it, it, he, was a, he was a scavenger. Yeah. This dog could do some of the most amazing. First of all, he was an escape artist. No fence could hold him. Mm-hmm. And, and he would leave and he would come back and, and I would go to work and I'd open the door and there'd be stuff on my step. And I don't understand that like a basketball. I'm like, Emmett, <laughs> you jumped the fence. How did you get the ball back over the yeah, fence? How'd you dribble? But, but yeah. Because white it. man can't jump, but, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. high seven dogs can. Y'all just don't realize. <laughs> oh, he had a good vertical leap, apparently. <laughs> I bet. I, I don't know how he did it. But, you know, there are dogs that are, that are good at finding mm-hmm. hunting dogs. and dogs. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a breed of dog called a Legato Romagnolo. Yeah, they, oh, they're kind of curly, you. and they kind of look well, a little bit like a big poodle. Sounds like an expensive breed to me. Oh, yeah, they are. Adam Clark bought one for his daughter as a surprise for her birthday, and they named him Ollie. And they decided they were going to take Ollie out for his very first walk. Now, the thing about this particular breed of dog is apparently they are good at digging up truffles. Truffles cost a lot. They're they're expensive. I guess this dog is bred just for that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've heard of these. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I've heard of these dogs. Yeah. Well, apparently Ollie found some truffles on his very first walk ever and started digging for the truffles. But he didn't find any truffles. He thought he found some truffles, but he didn't find any truffles. What he did find were 15 gold sovereign pieces. Wow. From Back the in United the day. Kingdom from yeah. a long yeah, time yeah. ago. Valued at $8,000. There you go. Clark said, I cannot wait to take Ollie out for another walk. No kidding. And, and listen, if Ollie was my dog, he just, he screwed himself on day one because uh-huh. we'd be like, no, we're not going home. We don't want some <laughs> yeah, more, Ollie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care if your legs are tired. I'll drag you. All I need is your nose. Just keep yeah. sniffing, Ollie. Until we I just find something. I'm going to have a basketball game, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I ran across this last night when I was looking for some stuff to talk about on the show today. Sure. And I felt so vindicated, and I was very excited about getting here and sharing it with you two because something tells me that you two are going to feel as vindicated as I did. Now, think back for a minute to when you were in school, elementary school, middle school, high school, college, whatever. Just you're in school. Sure. At any point in your time in school were you considered to be, and I know the answer to this before I even ask it, were you considered to be the class clown? Uh huh. Now hold on, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's most humorous. Okay, <laughs> it's a big difference. Well, that's the 2021 <laughs> language. We were yes. called class clowns back yes. in the day, and I absolutely was the class clown. T. Wall, you too. Hell yeah! <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> My. It's my sixth. The only year I didn't get is when I moved to uh, Long Beach, Mississippi, and it was my tenth grade year, and I, that was my first year there. But then the eleventh grade year, I got. Well, it. you had to. You had. They had to get. You know, get to know you a little bit first before they realized yeah, how funny exactly. you actually were. Well, this is where the vindication comes in. Scientists have research now that suggests that the class clown is probably the smartest kid in the class. Look at me go. Uh huh. Oh, yeah. Like that. Oh. Yes, sir. Now then. Miss Johnson, well, t- what you mm-hmm. think about that? That's right. <laughs> Sister That's Stephanie. <laughs> yeah. You hit my knuckles all, all those times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because you went to Catholic school, Yeah, right? man. We yeah, were beaten oh, wow. unmerciful with rulers and paddles and everything else, all because we were too smart for y'all. That's right. That's what it was. <laughs> exactly. I, I, you know, I, well, I, don't, I was not the smartest kid in class. I could get out of fights by making people I laugh 
you know, so I was street smart. Maybe the street is. Here's the thing, though. Street smartest. I, there's there's different levels of intelligence. Mm-hmm. There's there's you know book smart intelligence. Mm-hmm. There's common sense intelligence. There's street smart. That kind of stuff. But what they're saying is that intelligent people. If you're really funny. That means you're intelligent, especially as a young person, because you have a better grasp of humor, because you understand how to subvert the expectations of an audience. I kind of like that. Meaning they think you're going to go right and you go left. Exactly. And and you have to be intelligent to know that that's going to that's going to work and be funny. So Zig instead of Zag. Yeah. So everybody who said that I was going to be an absolute abject failure in my life, can, y'all can suck it. Right. I was being funny that's for right. a purpose is what I was doing. They I, say the higher the IQ. The better the jokes. Really? I, I would agree that. with that. I like that. I look at David Letterman as that. I sure. Think the guy, and, he, and his humor is so goofy and, 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 and sophomoric. It, it's hilarious. Um, I think when there's teachers out there, Coach Kofer, he said, if I was quiet during the entire week, he'd let me on Friday after we take the test, I can go up and do stand-up in front of the class the whole time. Oh. And so when you get a teacher like that, I was like, hey, all right, I know you, you, know, you just want an audience is all it is. Right. And uh, so he always gave me that. So maybe he saw something I did. I failed the test. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, actually, I did really well on the test, too, because I think I studied because I had to be quiet. During there, are, there are certain people in the world that, and I, I, just, I believe God puts everybody here for a reason. Mm-hmm. And some of us were put here for the sole purpose mm-hmm. of performing. That's right. There you and, go, and, and I truly believe that. And I have believed that my entire life, that I don't know what I'm supposed to be performing, but I'm supposed to be performing yeah. something. That's why I have been in bands. I've been in community theaters. I've tried there to get go. into TV. I've done radio. If, they, if there's a way for me to get in front of people and make them laugh, I will just about take yeah. it, whatever it is, because yeah. it just it drives me. You're good at telling stories, spinning yarns. You're good at uh, keeping people's attention that way. I'm just like good enough to like, uh, you know, like what just happened? One of those. And then T-Wall is actually the one that can like is I've never seen anybody that can is that quick witted knows how to wrap it all up. I feel bad for the sisters that you were in class with because T-Wall is gut punch funny. That's what I was. Exactly. I mean, he'll be he'll sit there for 10 minutes and not say anything. And then something like one line will come out and you can't breathe for 20 minutes (laughs) and and, and drop the mic. Yeah, I got a sister who was that my sister that was six years younger than me. And we went to the same high school and her first day in Spanish class, the guy goes, Julie Wall, and he, she raised her hand, and he goes, are you any relation to T-Wall? And she goes, that's Uh-oh. my brother. And she was thinking, oh, my big brother, you yeah. know, he's so great, you know, he's going to say what. And he goes, well, I sure hope you know where the front of the class is because your brother can never find it. Broadway. <laughs> <laughs>so Mitch and I were talking yesterday about a video that kind of went viral. Mitch being a TV guy, I figured he could give me some insight into it or not because it just looked a little questionable. Here's the video if you missed it. It's a traffic reporter on a TV station that clearly has had enough of being a traffic reporter for this TV station. Lies that many of you are still at home, but if you are heading out this weekend, there is some weekend construction you need to be aware of. Our new traffic anchor, Anavid Reyes, has a look at this weekend's traffic. Yes, Veronica, we are out here live. We're at exit 57 on I-24 East. If you're looking at traffic, don't expect too many delays. And oh, by the way, just real quick, my name is pronounced Anavid, not Anavid. So if I'm going to come out here and do these live traffic reports and literally risk my life, I'd appreciate it if somebody back in the studio could learn how to pronounce my name. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you got it, Anavid. Yeah. And what's it look like southbound? I mean, just like in the grand scheme of life, think about what we're doing right now. I'm doing a live traffic report (laughs) on television this traffic report is going to be obsolete in three minutes i mean i know i have a report that there's there's construction in the area obviously as you know but there's a wreck about a mile ahead and so this is going to be all this traffic is going to be changed in literally about 60 seconds so it uh it looks like you've got an inside source on that wreck have you been in contact with the police chief have i talked to the police chief 
Uh, no, I have not. I've actually just literally looked on Google Maps, and every time you guys <laughs> send me out here for a live traffic report, I literally just look on Google Maps. Oh, look, traffic. I look on Google Maps and report to you what I see here. And I don't know if you guys knew this back at the station, but every person in America has access to this. Well, it looks cold. And it sounds like you may have woken up on the wrong side of the bed. Yeah, I don't know, or woken up on the wrong side of the bed, or most people are still in bed because no one's watching the local news for traffic. Like, in terms of figuring out the best route to work and traffic patterns, I can think of, off the top of my head, 57 other ways to do this more efficiently. Google Maps, Apple Maps, Bing Maps. My Uncle Ricky still has a TomTom. You can plug the address into that. I don't know. Uh, go to a truck stop and rent. And the whole time I'm watching this video, I keep thinking, why haven't they pulled the plug on him exactly. yet? And then he goes on for about another 30 seconds or so, and they finally just cut him off, and that's the end of it. So, Mitch, is it yes or BS on this it, one? It is it's complete BS. First off, you can hear the audio difference between the first anchor and then the woman is in on it as well. You can tell that, you know, the setups and then also the delivery of it. Third thing is, if in any EP, executive producer of any TV show, they would have pulled the plug on this. You you were never given that much time to do traffic, first Right, It's right, like, right. you lay it right here, right here. It's like the fastest thing in the world. I, it's complete BS. It's funny, by all means. I, I was uh, laughing. I loved yeah. it. Uh, hopefully people driving by listening thinking that really wasn't a real traffic yeah, report. Right. <laughs> but, uh, and, and, and if it was, what a piece of crap traffic reporter if he's saying, I don't know there's a wreck a mile down the road. Well, then go down to it. <laughs> Why are you there? You're a piece of crap traffic reporter if that's the case. Mitch should have been on the other side of the street from him. Right. Coaching oh, him, I yeah. I love the yeah. fact that the woman's like, he's he's ranting and raving, and she's like, boy, you look cold. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Now, here's another thing. While we were talking about this, there was another thing going around that I immediately jumped on and said, mm -hmm. I don't think so. And here's what these people say. When our realtor called us and told us we got it, I Googled it, and that I think I screamed. I think we definitely looked up whether or not, like, a prior possession was an escape cause from a house under contract and realized that it wasn't. Honestly, the first thing I thought was, oh God, this is going to tank our resale value. And then the next thought I had was, maybe I better rewatch that, start learning more about what it is that we just bought. And, and also, I had no idea that that was even based on a real story. I feel somewhat ridiculous even saying this, but thinking about it and thinking about how it was a demonic possession was like, well, demons don't usually attach themselves to houses. And, you know, my house has odds of a demonic possession that are just as equal as anybody else's house. These people are claiming that they bought the exorcist house. Where are they? They're in Washington, D.C. Oh. So let me just go ahead and tell you, total BS. Total BS. And why is it? Because the exorcist house is located in St. Louis, Missouri, and T-Wall and I can take you right yeah, to right. it. I don't know why they're making these claims. Probably because they're about to reboot the exorcist and remake uh, the movie, and then yeah. they're thinking they're going to turn it into an Airbnb. Well, you, yeah, that's awesome. Actually, yeah. That's a great idea. <laughs> uh, the, the, the Conjuring. Remember, we had a story about the Conjuring yes. house was up for sale, and so they were probably yeah. jumping aboard on that. Right. These people don't don't fall for this. That house is not in Washington D.C. That house is in St. Louis, and it was a boy, a boy. that was possessed, yeah. not a Listen. girl. They changed that for the movie, but that house is in St. Louis, mm -hmm. Missouri. Yeah. And now, if you want to find a house that has a lot of scary things happen inside of it, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, right there <laughs> in D.C. Yeah, this house will never be clear. <laughs> Well, we can't get to the weekend until we clear off our to-do mm -hmm. list. And for us, that means we have to send out a couple of emails. We're going to take care of that right now. Mm -hmm. T-Wall, you want to get us started? Let's do it. Mine goes to you, Broadway. What? Oh, At, you okay. might be leading me down the wrong path.com. Oh, okay, it's, it's actually, he's got his own website. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to tell you, I love coming to Broadway's house to do our show every day. And my really favorite part is getting to hang out together, like before the show, after the show, for several hours. We just don't do the show. We're hanging out, you know, before and after. And there's a lot a person can learn from hanging out with Broadway. Oh, like how to be a caring individual and treat others with respect. How to be a nurturing, providing father. How to be a compassionate and loving husband. But for some reason, none of those things have rubbed off on me. No. Here's the part of hanging out with Broadway that I get. Without going into detail... 
Broadway suffers from a medical problem that affects his foot every now and then. <laughs> it, it pops up with no warning, and it's very painful when it happens. Now, I had the very same problem. Are you I mean, flare up? It's exactly pain. the same thing. We could actually just dump all our medication into one bowl and leave it on the counter and eat it like candy when we need it. I've been to parties like that. Yeah, okay. Also, in my whole life, I rarely forget any anything, ever. But now, after hanging out with Broadway every day, I can't remember what I had for breakfast this morning. <laughs> Much less anything important. Earlier on this very week, I left Broadway's house, drove nearly one hour home to my house, realized I left my cell phone back at Broadway's. So I turned around, drove an hour back to Broadway's, picked up my phone, drove an hour back home, and I got no sympathy because Broadway was like, Oh, yeah, I do that three or four times a week. <laughs> I'm just picking up the wrong tendency. So I'm just going to say this. If my hat size suddenly starts getting bigger and bigger, I'm going to have to cut my visits down to a couple times a week. I'm just saying. <laughs> you, can, you can be off Broadway. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Wow. Who'd ever figured our gout would sink up? I know. Yeah. <laughs> like two women we are here. <laughs> and she has the cheap pixel. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, it is now. <laughs> All right, I want to send my email out this week to the Grayson Broadway Fan Club at thankyousomuch.com. Today is a big day for my main dude. Later today, Grayson Broadway will do what was once thought impossible and walk across the stage to receive his high school diploma. There aren't enough adjectives to describe the magnitude of this moment for his mom and me. We've watched this little man go from a diagnosis that said he could be a vegetable or he could die in six months to, well, he lived, but he may never walk. To, okay, he walked, but he may never speak. To, well, great, he can speak, but he may never be able to interact with others socially. To me, watching him bask in the glory of being swamped by people he had never met while attending a concert. Mm -hmm. People who had heard about him on the radio, seen him on social media, or just had the pleasure of meeting him at school, church, or out and about. We have prayed for him, fought for him, pushed him, pulled him, changed him, fed him, dressed him, and entertained him for 19 years. And I wouldn't change one second of it. Because I've seen how he inspires people like you to show love to a kid you don't really know. And I've seen how you have inspired me to keep putting him out there for the world to see and hear about. I love the fact that his smile is a magnet that draws people in so that his personality can enlighten them about kids like Grayson. My prayer is that after meeting G, kids and adults alike will find other special need kids and adults and not be afraid to approach them because Grayson already knocked down that wall. It's happened. I've seen it. And so today, I just wanted to say thank you for making him a part of your life in ways big and small. The kid is a rock star. He's the yeah. best example of determination and grit I have ever seen, and he is my hero. Thank you for every kind word, social media message, wave, smile, hug, and high five you've ever given him. And a special thank you to my fellow team members here on the show, T-Wall, Pancake, and Becca. I know it's not always easy to work when that little nappy head keeps sticking through the door yelling, Hey, Dad! Hey, Dad! Or, or when he shows up on a live TV shot with Pancake in his pajamas <laughs> looking for a snack. But you guys never once complain. In fact, you've done just the opposite. You've welcomed him into the room every time he appears. You talk to him like he's a person. You play with him. You sing with him. You dance with him. You make him feel welcome. And I probably don't express my appreciation enough for this, oh, yeah. but I love you guys for that. Oh, amen. amen. And that's all I got to say wow. before the man tears start. Yeah, I know. I know. Hey, Dad. <laughs> We got to get this knocked out, man. I got to get ready to go give Grayson's graduation commencement speech yeah. that I haven't written yet. Mm -hmm. I should probably oh, get on that. Right. And before we can get to that, we got some stuff we didn't get to on the show today, so let's take care of that with odds and ends in the news. Mostly, Mostly odd. odd. The website Slash Film has come out with the 95 best comedies of all time. Why 95? I don't have no idea why. Slash film, you say. Slash film. Number 10. Being there with Peter Sellers. All right, it's a good one. All right, okay. number 10. 
Beetlejuice is number nine. Okay. A movie called Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar. Comes in at number eight. Uh, number seven is Austin Powers on the best comedies ever made. Uh-huh. Then it's Arsenic and Old Lace, followed by Animal House, followed by Anchorman. Then at number three, A Fish Called Wanda. Adam's Family Values comes in at number two as what? the best comedy movie ever. What? And the number one, according to Slash Film... Best comedy movie ever made, and I feel bad about uh, coming down on it. Nine to five with Dolly Parton, Jane Fonda, but the and Lily best Tomlin. comedy Come ever. On. The there's best some, comedy there's ever. Some, there's some good weed going where, on there, man. Where's Blazing yeah. Saddles? <laughs> right, Blazing Saddles came in actually in the top twenty. Uh-uh, not good uh, enough. Yeah. Not no, good no, enough. nowhere near good enough. No. Uh, Bla- Blazing Saddles was fourteen. Uh, let's see here. Bringing up Caddyshack was eighteen. Oh come on! Mm. Uh, uh, some movie called Catch Twenty Two uh. with uh, Alan Arkin was a uh, number twenty. I rebuke this top ten list. Yeah. Somebody Which, was smoking. <laughs> it yeah. was yeah. And here's the thing. I guess they were trying to be funny slash uh, film because uh, I've yeah. never heard of most of these. Much like the fact that I have not ever heard of. Slashfilm.com. Yeah, so yeah, there you no, go, folks. No. Don't follow what you see online. All right. You big the soap end. opera fan, Mitch. You ever watch those? I, I did. I was a big General Hospital fan. I ain't going to lie to you. I, I used like to Days watch of it. Our Lives back in the day. That like was, Time yeah. in the Hourglass. Yeah. So are the Days of Our Lives. That was mine life. to go to. Well, now, Days of Our Lives Beyond Salem, the spinoff series, oh, Lord. is coming back to Peacock. And they're going to have uh, Bo and Hope are going to be on there. They're going to have Deidre Hall is going to be on it. Deidre Hall, I remember Yeah, her. the second installment of the spinoff is going to kick off July 11th, and they promise larger-than-life romance, jaw-dropping twists, and high-stakes drama. I mean, all these people on this soap opera have been with each other twice, at least, right? <laughs> they've <laughs> all played their own evil twin, yeah. yes. and they've all been dead and come back to life. <laughs> Multiple times. I mean, what do you do? Yeah, I- Does Patch just... Put his patch on a different eye. Ah. I mean, what? What? Oh, patch! What? What do you do to you know, switch? You think up? they'd have gotten him a bionic eye by now? Yeah, you would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and finally, research says that just ten minutes, ten minutes of exercise daily will boost your memory. In other news, I have completely forgotten where I was going with this. <laughs> I don't even know. It is Friday. Why yeah. I brought it up? We're done. Pancake. How do we find you on TV? Check me out on the national TV show. It's called Daily Flash. You can go to dailyflashshow.com to check your local listings at time. Well, y'all be good or good at it. Take care, and I'll see you when I look at you. T-Wall, what say you? Don't do anything dumb. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday. God bless you.